Hey everyone, thank you for tuning in to episode 114. I think I have the wrong one in my show notes, but uh, I think it's 114 of the Kitchen Stitches podcast. This is an experiment. <laughs> Katie and I are, uh, we're recording virtually this time. Uh, and we'll see how this works. <laughs> Hope I I, we did, I did several tests with my husband. I think we've got it working just fine. Um, I'm Summer. You can find me everywhere as Summer Yarns, which is S-O-M-E-R-Y-A-R-N-S. And I'm Katie, K-D-B, K-A-Y-T-E-E-B-E, um, and Katie B-K-T on Instagram. Um, I guess we'll start out with um, just kind of expository information. <laughs> so with with all of the, um, the shutdowns, I have been at home for the past seven weeks. Luckily, for very fortunately for me, I was on paid admin leave. So I have got a really lot <laughs> of stuff to show and talk about. Um, and Katie, you want to talk about what your situation has been? Um, yeah, we've been, I have personally been working remotely, working from home since, um, March, March, like 23rd, 24th. Um, yeah, I think we started on the 25th. So around the same time. And we had kind of experimented the week before, but I've more or less kind of been doing it solid, um, since like the 23rd, 24th. Um, I did go in one day two or three weeks ago just because I had insomnia and um, was awake at like 6 a.m. so I could drive in. <laughs> well, because they're letting people park in the parking garage. So it's like first come, first serve. So if you get there after the parking garage is full, then you got to go to Tranquility. Oh. And I don't know where any of those parking garages are or any mm-hmm. of that. So there's that whole anxiety. So um, I went in one day just to kind of satisfy the powers that be. Um, the other people on my team are doing a mix of a couple days in the office or a couple days at home or a week in, a week out. Um, it's not fair across the board, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, and some of that's based on department. Some of that's based on who you are and what you do. Um my situation's a little bit different because of my husband, you know, he's a nurse working directly with COVID patients. So that's kind of why I got to stay home for as long as I have. Um, and also my opinion is why do I need to drive in 25 miles to sit by myself in my office? <laughs> doing exactly the same thing that you could be doing sitting at home by yourself. At- right. I can do 99% of what I need to do at home using just the internet or I have access to VPN and remote desktop. Um, getting in into the server can be a little fussy because I have to do like three levels of mm-hmm. remote desktop and stuff, but I can more or less do what I need to do from home. So yeah, we don't know how much longer it'll go on. Um, we don't have an opening date. Um I unfortunately got picked to be part of a task force for reopening the library. So I will be by default at 
as mine. Yeah, I've been heavily involved in conversations, um, you know, starting curbside, you know, how long do we think that'll go on? You know, a lot of that depends on staffing levels, what, you know, PPE, um, the governor and or the mayor's recommendations, you know, we're thinking three to six months, but that could be shorter, could be longer. And then having different phases involved in that. And there's just a lot of logistics, so many logistics. Yeah. Um, And I haven't done, you know, I did frontline for so long, but it's been two and a half years. So I honestly, you know, and I was at Central, which was a little different than the being in the branch. So I don't feel like I can speak to how a life is at a branch. Right. You know, so, but I mean, it's good people on the team who have really good thoughts and um, we're just working through it and we'll get yeah, there. And, and I go back on Monday um, and we're doing, uh, we have to go. Uh, we have to be screened before we can come into the building. So every morning, luckily for me, the screening takes place at city hall, which is right behind my library. So we'll have to go be screened. The first on Monday, we'll get a mask. Um, and each day they'll take our temperature, ask us a survey of, you know, you know, several questions and we'll get a colored wristband. So it's different color for each day showing that we've actually gone through the screening process. Um, and then after that, I mean, we're in the same boat. I know my, uh, my director is very eager to to do curbside and he a lot of the other libraries in the area are doing that so we if the city doesn't want him to yet so if he can argue his case we'll probably start that in about a week um but as far as opening it up and having people in the library it'll probably be a while but um yeah it's going to be really it's going to be a challenge but um so this is an editing podcast. <laughs> right. But yeah. Right. Yeah. But when we have people who care about libraries and stuff. Right. So, I mean, we care, you know, but, you know, we're people too, and we have to protect ourselves the best we can. And absolutely. There are people who, you know, customers who are just blatant, who don't care and are going to, mm-hmm. you know, are going to be probably, you know, trying to talk through computer usage is just a whole Oh, that's how we're going to, because that's our, that's phase two is opening up the stuff for computers. Right. Yeah. At 25%. Yeah. (laughs) I loved the, the, our, our governor's, um, our governor's directive, you know, said, you know, museum, museums and libraries could open, but no interactive exhibits. I'm like, books. (laughs) I mean, is, wouldn't that coming in and browsing and picking up books, wouldn't that? count as that so I mean opening it there that's how the word open is used loosely I think for yeah. us for for quite a while you know with stores and you're doing curbside you've got people you're getting this stuff but they're not bringing it back you're not right. you know, if you think about it stores aren't accepting returns so why would we be bringing I don't know um that said I've gotten a lot of knitting <laughs> A lot of knitting done. Yeah. Um, 
do you want to start since I have so much or do you want me to start because I have so much? I don't care. Um, what are we ta- what are we starting with? Let's start with finished objects. Okay, excuse me. Um, I do my mojo is back, so that's Yay! good. Yay. Um, so I finished my tough drap. I love my- that. It's mindless other than the the spaces between the different colors are like mm-hmm uneven uh, that's how the mm-hmm. pattern's written so you could yeah. you know you could you could modify it yourself if you don't want to keep track of the three four five right um so i can't wait to block it um so this is a rectangular wrap knit on the bias with stripes garter stripes of um, like a peachy color and a blue color. Um, it's knit in Plucky Knitter Crew, which is like cotton merino blend. Um, I used Poppycock, which is kind of a blue that leans teal. Uh, Cloud Cap, which is like a icy blue, and then Caramel Kiss, which is kind of the peachy color. Um, so those are the stripes, and then it has this little fringes. Um, I cut them to like about an inch, inch and a half. And then when I think I, when I'll block it, I'll go through and um, cut them shorter like they're supposed to be. Mm -hmm. Um, So I finished that the other day and that was an easy quick knit. And then um, I finished my centrifugal shawl a couple weeks ago. I have no sense of time anymore when you don't go anywhere at all. Yeah, that's no huge. Time. Well, because the pattern's written in like five or six sizes, so I did the second largest size. Mm, okay. Um, yeah, it's the second large. It's like, so it's large, not the extra large or whatever. Um, so yeah, it used um, a lot of yarn. Let's see. Did I add up the, sorry, I don't know if you can hear that back. James is our neighbor kid is blowing the sidewalk. It used just short of 1,600 yards. Um, I knitted on a size 6. The patterns had to knit it on a size 5. I am finding, though, because um, my gauge is still wonky because from flipping from Continental to... From English to Continental, um, I just stayed with a 6 because that way it would be nice and big. But um, this is Plucky Knitter Oxford. Um, and I used a blue, a purple, a green, a pink, and then a gray. So it's kind of in rainbow order. Um, and I also can't wait to block this one. This will be a nice big wrap for my cold office. Yeah. Yeah. But it's huge. So, yeah, that was the um, the second largest size. And that was, for me, it was an easy knit. I know some people don't enjoy just knitting garter stitch endlessly. But for me, that's that's the way to go. I've noticed that a lot of the stuff that I'm knitting right now, I've cast on a whole bunch of stuff, but almost it's all been really mindless. I don't have, I mean, normally I like to have something somewhat intricate on to make myself think. And right now it's all about what can I sit and knit and watch television and from whatever. Um, Right. I'm very much about stuff that's like, a two row repeat or one row repeat that I only have to really just count my rows. Um, 
yeah. So those are the two things I think I finished um, in the last like month and a half. So. Okay. Yay. So the first thing I have, I finished the fern lace shawl, the crocheted shawl I've been working on. Um, I made this with my hand spun and it's been blocked. It's not huge, but it's huge enough. It's is that the uh, one that's know. the blues and the browns and stuff? Yeah, I don't yeah. know if I don't know how much you can see, but it is about my wingspan, so about sixty inches. Yeah. Wide, um, blocked really nicely. Um, yeah, the hand spun is from Three Waters Farm, and I don't remember what the colorways were. One was, I think it was something like sky behind the trees and light in the trees or something something like that I don't remember but I had done taken two skeins or two braids and then plied them together but um what's really pretty and then the next thing I finished was my I, I tried to do I'm not so much into this anymore but I had heard when I first when I first started spinning that it was good to use your oldest hand spun first right because you get better so I have been doing that, but now I'm, I'm pretty consistent, so I don't feel like I need to do that anymore. But at the time, I was still doing that. So I the next one was a skein of um, Savvy Skeins. It didn't have a colorway name, and this was when she still did fiber. This was, I think. Oh, okay. I didn't realize she did fiber. I think it was yeah. the, first, the first time you, when you, me, and Darcy went to Yellow Roots, I think, was when I picked oh, this Oh, okay. Um, it's... Uh, BFL bamboo, and if you can see, it's a, just a little hat. It's a simple WPI toque by uh, Rachel Smith Anderson. And the color, <laughs> I couldn't do another shawl because the colorways are so similar <laughs> between <laughs> the two. Um, but so I went ahead, I, did, I just did a hat because I could wear them as a set, which is really nice. Then, let's see. Um, next thing I did out of hand spun, I think may have been out of order, but um, these are the purple pearl mitts, which I can only see like a tiny little window of myself, so I have no idea if you can see these or not. Um, yeah, that's fine. These, You're doing fine. Yeah. yeah. Um, these are out of, this is Fragis Fibers. I don't know what it was. She has these skeins that are kind of silky. They have um, some kind of probably nylon or something in them that makes them really sparkly. I did uh, I spun a skein for you out of the same thing. I don't I don't know what is in it, but the colorway was redwood, and these are super simple mitts. It's got a seed stitch cuff, and then just a stock net. Um, body hand whatever you call that on a on a uh, on a mitt and then a thumb with a little garter ridge like border around the um, around the top of the mitt and around the top of the thumb but they're super soft and they're really small and I was a really I mean probably maybe three or four day knit at the most I might have done one in one day I'm not sure yeah. but um it's, these will be really yeah. nice for my office I made them short enough um that I should be able to wear them in tight that's my problem with mitts is that they usually get in the way of my fingers but 
These will be perfect. Let's see, what else? Okay, so I also finished the loopity loop blanket that I was doing for my niece. She had her baby, a little baby boy. Um, and I, I did it, the loopity loop yarn is that you know, the yarn that has the loops already in it that you just kind of finger knit. And I had finished it and then found a couple of places that had dropped or I had missed one of the loops or one. So I backed up right. and did that. And I had it finished and was really ready to send it in and then noticed that along the side I'd missed a whole bunch. So I went back again and then washed it and I had it sitting there and I glanced over and down at the very bottom there were several loops that were out and I don't need I don't know if they came out somehow when I washed or when I wove in. I so I ultimately I decided that this I wasn't I wasn't giving that to anybody. There it it was unreliable yarn, <laughs> and it's also been really sheddy. Yeah. So um, that the is cats become, have a blanket. Yes, it's become <laughs> a cat blanket. It's super super soft. Um, I would makes it's basically. It's like Bernat blanket yarn, uh, which is that super, like super bulky, soft stuff. It makes me want to make a blanket out of that, but not the loop stuff. So I won't do yeah. that again. But because I wasn't sending that, I had to have something else to send. So I made a couple of baby hats, both of them out of hand spun. The first one is, uh, both of them are, are by Wooly Wormhead. I had the wee, they're like wee little caps or wee little hats or something like that she has an ebook that I bought at some point and the first one is called Tubi and I made this with spunky eclectic Polworth in the tacos colorway which is this little it's got um stockinette and garter like ridges so it squishes up like a little accordion but when it's on <laughs> it plumps up and the little it kind of sticks up like little ears it's really really cute yeah uh the problem I, I did it on double points so I do have like really bad ladders where the um where the uh you switch needle yeah <laughs> that's what you call that but when it's on it, it you, you don't notice it it's just when it's when it's all squished up um so I did that one, and then the other one I did was called Buzzbee, B-U-Z-Z-B-E-E, -E. and I used fiber optic, um, the colorway is Ravenwing, and I don't remember what the fiber was. Um, both of these I had used, actually, the Redwood that I used for the mitts, this Ravenwing, and the Tacos were all in my um, night shift right. um, shawl. So I had lots left over. So this is the little uh, little hat. It has I-cord chin straps and little ear flaps and more <laughs> of the little um, like garter stitch ridge and a little elf elfy point. It is so cute. It, and this one is pretty big. It's, I mean, the baby was born in April, so he doesn't really need hats. The, this one, the 2B, it may never fit him. I don't know. Um, Can we stick on a like a, I mean, it's definitely a teddy bear or something newborn. like that? Yeah. It might be okay in the fall. I don't know. If not, maybe it'll be good for a second baby or something at some point. This one, um, the Busby, 
is pretty big. I did it big on purpose. So this is probably, this will probably fit in the winter, possibly even the next winter. It could easily fit a toddler. So this was a really quick one. I would say again, probably two days, three days max. Once I think you had to do the ear flaps separately. So I think I did the ear flaps or one of the ear flaps one day and then the rest of the next day. So super quick knits. Okay. That's all the knitting and crochet. And then I've done a bit of spinning. I don't have all of it. I had done, I don't think I had shown the neighborhood fiber company. I, um, it was, I don't know where it is. I must've already put it in my tub, but, um, it was cobblestone BFL in the pride colorway. So it was kind of a, I don't want to say a muted rainbow, but more, um, kind of like an Easter eggy rainbow. Okay. Like not the pastel like, Easter eggies, but if you do, like if you dye Easter eggs, like the reds and blues, it's kind of okay. just a little bit, they're not like popping red. Um, and I really like the way it turned out. Don't know where it is. <laughs> I did that one. And then this one is Jakira Farms. It's Merino Tinsel. It's about 208 yards. I don't know if you can see that. It's a really kind of a, it's really pretty. It's like, it's like pastel greens and blues and purples and pinks with like an overwash kind of. So it's got a little bit of a, it's, it's a little darker than a pastel. I don't know. I don't know what you call that, but um, that's pretty and it's really drapey. And then also I did, I spun some tease water, which is a long hair wool. Um, I'd never, well, I had done Winsleydale from uh, Jinx back a few years ago. So this, but this was the second. It was really similar. Um, this is from Edgewood Garden Studio. And it's in the satisfaction number one colorway, which is uh, like Kelly greens and dark blues, like crayon, but primary color green and blue and yellow. Um, it's about 150 yards. I don't know what I would do with this. It's real. It was. It's scratchy. You would not want to wear it around your neck. Uh, it's not, I don't know that I would want it as a hat either. I think it would scratch my forehead. It might make a toy or something like that. But it's it it was fun to spin. It was really I don't really do long draw, but it was like the closest to doing long draw because it's really long fibers. Uh but that was fun. And then the most recent one I finished was Atomic Fiber Company. It's 19.6 micron merino, which is super soft. Yeah. Merino. Um in the ember colorway, which is Kind of a purpley red and a really in dark blue and the little pinks in there it's a really valentiny colorway to me yeah i think can you see that uh-huh i like it um and that is all of my finished objects <laughs> oh and then oh well that's not quite true i did a couple of other things i finished the cross stitch stocking that i have been working on for my husband for seven years <laughs> Off and on, I mean, but the past, probably past two years, I've worked on it more solidly. Maybe that's probably about right. I know I found something that had that my, uh, one of my goals for 2018 was to finish the stocking. And 
I, I, that was, I quit working on it a bit because it was around the time, oops, I think my glasses were giving me trouble and it was getting yeah. the, the part, the pattern itself, the book that I had it in with the, the chart was super tiny. It was really hard to read and my eyes were not accommodating, <laughs> literally were not accommodating for that. Um, so I got that finished and then I also needle felted a cat, which I've posted on Instagram, but I, I didn't bring it in here for that. That was fun. I had picked that kit up at um, Stephen B in Minneapolis last okay. year when I was there for a conference and had thought about doing it, but you know, didn't have the time. Well, I certainly had the time. <laughs> so I, one day I was sitting, I think it was we had I had had a Zoom meeting for work and it just had, I was sitting there. So I was like, oh like, I think I'll do this now and sat and did it. And it's a little wonky, but it's not bad for my first try. It was fun. I would yeah. I would totally do that again. I actually almost ordered I think the Woolery has a whole bunch of whole bunch of kids. And then when I was looking through um through looking through the listings for Maryland Sheep and Wool last weekend, the uh, there's somebody who sells these gnome, these needle felting gnome kits. Yeah. The fat squirrel has done them. I think probably, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if, uh, yarn hoarder, if Amber or her daughter has done one before they're really, really cute, but I didn't want to drop the money on that. Yet. Yeah. One of these days I might, I might try that, but that is all that I have. All of my, all of my FOs. So what are you working on now that you finished up some stuff? Um, let me get my notes out. So I've got three or four things going. Um, I have, I'm still, I'm, I, so that cellular shawl, the one that I, you know, asked on the internet for help for colors. Yeah. <laughs> I just went with the, I just went with the, um, the, the dark color. Yeah. Well, it, you know, it, it looks, I like it. Actually, it's funny. I'll show you when I, one of the things I'm working yeah. on. Is, is similar it, color. I mean, you don't see the lace, but um, the stripes stand out. So that's kind of my opinion. Um, so that's the Cellula Shawl by Brandy Sharping. I'm using um, Plinky Knitter Scholar. In um, Scholar, Scholar, and in Scholar 2.0, in uh, Freshman, which is like a variegated, so it's kind of like a gray with a yellow and green overwash, and some smudgy grays in it, and then um, Round Table, which is basically like a black or really really dark gray. Mm -hmm. Um. So I'm working on that. That's knitting up pretty quickly. Other than I'm fighting the needle. Um, and then. Uh, I have. A halo's arrow. Which is um, a long rectangular wrap. That's basically like a chevron. Or it's just a V basically. Um, and you do, you can color block it or do stripes, however you want to do it. It's just a recipe. I'm going to use a whole bunch of my worsted scraps or, um, 
my fingering scraps held double because um, I just have tons of stuff that I've wound up for a project that I never got to or that I have like half a ball left over. Um, and I tend to knit in the same seven or eight colors, mm-hmm. you know, grays, pinks, blues, greens. Um, and so I use some like stripe generator. So and I, I need to go through and figure out the math because I had started the shawl and then I'm like, well, let me, you know, use a stripe generator and so now I need to figure out the math on how big to make the stripes mm-hmm. to kind of go with the um the one color scheme I picked. Um trying to think is there anything else? I've yearned one for a hat, but I haven't started that yet. Um so yeah, so because I, I just finished the tough the other day, so I picked up the um, the cellula because I was waiting on needles, a bigger needle for my halos arrow. I think that's all I really have as a whip. Yeah, I think that's all I got. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I had I went through a couple I think probably a couple of different phases of cast on itis. Um, okay, I'm not I'm gonna go out of order for my show notes just because of what's easiest to to grab. Um, all a lot of these are using stash. So a couple of them are fairly deep stash. So the first one this is the messenger. It's called the Messenger Shawl, a.k.a. Meshinger Shawl. It's by Stephanie Scheiman, S-H-I-M-A-N, Scheiman, I don't know. It's using Wonderland, Wonderland Yarns Mad Hatter Messenger Kit. I got this when I went to Indianapolis a few years ago for a conference. Um, I walked to Mass Avenue Yarn Shop, which was pretty big, pretty good walk, but, um, and pick this up that I really, really love the yarn. It's a a sport weight. Um, can you see, you've got this mesh section and then just Mm -hmm. a garter section and it repeats. Um, this is actually, this is very much a Katie shawl. (laughs) It reminds (laughs) me of something you would knit and the colors too. Um, it's got the darker section. The garter section is a, a really dark, like charcoal gray and then the mesh section is like a like a steel gray like mm-hmm. it's a, li- a lighter gray and it's this one is really I mean super mindless you've got you know a big wide section of garter and then a five row or five repeat section of mesh and it's a um I guess it's a boomerang shape shawl I really I it's it's super mindless and the yarn is super soft i really like the yarn okay let's see what's next okay then um i've been wanting i think i saw laura on knit girls knitting this and i was drawn by the name because i really like new mexico and so it's the albuquerque sunset shawl and I had a skein of yarn called Santa Fe Sunset, my savvy, savvy skeins. 
So I decided I was going to make that with that as the main color and um, ordered some yarn from them the weekend or the week of what would have been DFW Fiberfest uh, to coordinate with it and had my husband help me choose which one to use. So I'm using Santa Fe Sunset and Denim in, like I said, Savvy Skeins Sensible Sock. And this is another boomerang, boomerang shape shawl. Um, it's actually, it's very much, it's very similar in shape. And I think those techniques look similar to some of what is done in the Breathe and Hope shawl that uh, Casa Pinka, oh, it's a Casa Pinka design that she okay. designed for um, local yarn store day. And I, so I chose to not cast that on because I already had something pretty similar. But um, I, ah. I'm on section two, sorry for the rattling of the needles, if you can hear that. Um, the first section, you use the main color with this neat slip stitch detail. And then you move on to section two, which has the main color with the slip stitch detail and the contrast color. And then we'll switch to the contrast color with as the main background with the main color as the slip stitch detail and then some other stuff. But um, I'm about halfway done with section two or as far as the number of stripes go. Of course it's growing, but it grows fairly slowly. I think it grows by one stitch every two rows. So not, it's, it's a pretty gradual decrease. This is another really mindless net. Um, there's that. Uh, carrots and radishes. So I'll talk about acquisitions a bit in a minute, but some of it I'll talk about right now. So like the denim was one of the contrast colors that I that I got from Savvy's Gains. Uh, back around my birthday, I subscribed to Little Skein and the Big Wool's subscription box for, uh, she did a, a, a Beatrix Potter box. So it's a year-long subscription. You get five boxes, I think, in total, or five, there's five parts to it. Um, so I got the first one and cast on the project that goes with that immediately, pretty much immediately. And the, the pattern is Carrots and Radishes Socks by Dawn Henderson. She is Dawn.Landix on Instagram. Um, and can see it here. It's a two color sock. The main color is like a pinky rose color kind of with flecks of blue it's in the radish colorway. And then the cuff is in a contrast color. It is called Lake, Lake District, which is a really kind of a, like a deep ocean blue is what I would think of it. Um, can you see it has Bob? Can you see the bobbles? It has bobbles. I don't know if we can. Yeah, on the cuff yeah. there. Yeah. Kind of weird. Kind of different. <laughs> and the pattern has um, a really neat, like, cable detail. It was also, it has a cable detail, but it was also super mindless. It was, yeah. really, it was really interesting. So I finished the first one just right before we we recorded today, and I have not cast on the second one yet. But um, it has a a twisted... It has a, a twisted rib cuff with this bobble detail. Um, 
I'm kind of not, you do it with smaller needles, so I'm not kind of not looking forward to <laughs> casting that on. <laughs> I don't like, I didn't like that part very much, but it's a fun design and something a little different. Okay, and then for another something different that no one will ever see on me, I cast on a Ripple Bralette. It was one of those days where I like, like, I wanted to wear a bra, but I didn't want to wear a constricting bra, and I'm like, that would be perfect. So I cast it on. I have not gotten very far. Um, I think I'm three rows away from the uh, finishing the the band of it, which is the first part. It's a twisted rib, so it takes forever. Yeah. Um, I'm using Greenwood Fiber Arts. Bamboo Bliss in the Blue Eyes colorway, which is uh, blues, like a variegated blues with some kind of really pale yellow in there. It's pretty, and I thought the bamboo would be good to wear. It would be really cool. Yeah. So we'll see what the, how this turns out. I, I, <laughs> my husband laughed at me when I told him I was knitting a bra. <laughs> he thought I'd lost it, honestly. <laughs> I think that was like the last and one of the last things I cast on. He's like, you've got to be kidding me. <laughs> um, okay, and then two more things. That's it. But um, I also, so I, I, you know, I finished my husband's cardigan back. I don't know. Time means nothing anymore, but sometime earlier this year. And I had a whole bunch of yarn left over. So I decided to make a weekender out of it. So that is, if you don't know, it's a pattern by Andrea Mowry. And it is a really basic sweater. You knit it inside out, so it's basically stocking it all the way around. It's got a, um, what do you call it? I don't know what you call it, but the hem in the front is shorter than the hem in the back. So a high-low hem that or something like hem. that? Yeah, it's like, I don't know if you can see it. If I hold it up, like, I don't know if you can see that. Not really. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I am, you, you're, by the pattern, you're supposed to knit 15 inches on the body. It's a little bit of a shorter sweater. I think I'm going to do it a little bit longer. Um, and I'm probably at about 12 inches now so I figured that I can get about two and a half inches from a skein I'll probably have one more maybe two more skeins to go before I want to split for the sleeves um again super mindless I did once I, I thought I had plenty of yarn for this and after I after I finished the first couple of skeins, I'm like, yeah, I don't think that I have enough. So I ordered eight <laughs> more skeins. And now I'm like, I don't think I need that much. But we'll see. So I may end up. It's one so of those situations you're just knows how long I'll be using this. For, you know. <laughs> a whole wardrobe because you're like, oh, I'm going to make another sweater. Yeah. I need six more skeins. And it's not super wash, so I can't, like, use it for baby nuts or anything. I, I don't know. But, um. And then last is um, just a pair of vanilla socks. Well, I'm using vanilla latte pattern, slightly modified because I'm making it bigger. And uh, that one's usually, it's a six stitch repeat with six 
six stitches stuck in it with two the rib a six by two ribbon that's what you call that but that doesn't go into 72 so I did say I'm doing a six by three and this is leading men fiber arts in the starting point colorway which is a speckled like just a natural yarn with speckles of like a really bright green black and some there's a little bit of pink every once in a while a little bit of yellow every once in a while it's fun and it's again mindless uh, these are for a friend of mine um, I love to knit socks and I don't have I don't need nearly as many as, as I well, as especially I in Houston when yeah. you know it's hot from August or you know April to October yeah yeah I'm um, ongoing I have been working on my I have both my granny stripe blanket just I'm still keeping with just kind of one stripe every once a week on that one and then the cozy memories blanket has grown a lot I've been trying to do a square every day since we went home I think I've missed I've missed a handful of days I counted today and I did not put a stitch marker on the first one so I'm not exactly sure where I was but I've knit somewhere between 40 and 45 squares so at some point in the past seven weeks I finished another corner so I've got two corners finished and then I am in the, about in the middle of the second of the third corner, which I only had maybe there were like 28 squares I needed to fill that one. And I'm at I think I've got about maybe 15 more to go. And then I've got there are 93 squares left in the big section. And you know who knows I I'm not I. I know that I'm not going to continue knitting a square a day. Uh, that, that doesn't happen. But I, I'm hope what I'm planning to do, I've always kind of designated Sunday as the day that I work on that. But I think I'm going to kind of maybe, I would like knit, make sure that I knit a square that day. But I think maybe I'm going to make it like my main project that day so I can get, you know, several squares, maybe maybe right. three squares done instead of just, of just one. So it's coming along and it's huge. <laughs> um, and then spinning, I did bring it in here. I am working on one of the skeins that you brought me back from um, Santa Fe. Taos. Taos. Yeah, so I'm working on the Hummingbird Moon. It's Targi and the Spellbound colorway and it's like a uh, white with speckles like purples and greens and yellows it's a lot of fun and I'm halfway done with that I got to the halfway point yesterday and that is all of my <laughs> works in progress <laughs> um, let's see oh well okay cross stitch I like I said I finished the, the stocking but I'm still working on I finally wrote down the full name of the cross other cross stitch that I'm doing the, the stitch along it's Kaluna Brightburn's catalog of witches familiars and there's you, know, you get one month one square or one block of it per month so yeah. I was working on a raven in March I did a frog in April and we just obviously just got May and it is a, a snake. So 
I am working on that. And I also started uh, another one. Well, I've done one day, like I did a line. That's about it. Uh, there's a pattern. I actually cross-stitched part of this, I don't know, probably 15 years ago, maybe. It was called Frederick the Literate. And you've probably seen the image before of the cat on the bookshelf. He's like laying on top of books and his like paws are laying, dangling down. I've seen it on other things. Uh, but I had started that and I really want that to hang in my office at some point. And uh, I saw it on sale at Joanne and I wasn't sure if I still had it. And I came back and I did find it here, but it, it was kind of, it, the fabric was stained and who knew where I was. And um, right. so I decided to just scrap that one and start a new. And uh, so I've, I've barely started it, but um, it's on black fabric, which, mm. you know, 15 years ago <laughs> was a lot more reasonable. Now I, I need, someone had a, a trick for how like somehow like having a light behind their fabric or putting something white behind it I think that made it easier I do stitch with an odd light so it's not terrible but it's it's not the best either uh, we'll see if I end up giving up on that but have you uh so we you know, we missed DFW well, not that I was going to go to Maryland Sheep and Wool but that came and went uh, of course, so I had to, you know, give them some love, too. Have you been doing any shopping? Um, yeah, so Carissa Browning does these rainbow unboxings oh. on her Instagram. So um, I got sucked into uh, at least two of those. I have one that's on the way. Um, but the first one was from Fiberseed. Oh, yeah. I got two skeins of this. This is Neon Lights. Um, I got it on her Sprout Decay base. So it's um, the, you know, the whiter cream colored base with um, highlighter, highlighter speckles kinda. in, in yeah. rainbow. I think in rainbow order. I got two skeins oh, of that. I really um, enjoyed using their sprout, her sprout DK. I like that that base a lot. Um, so I got that, and then um, when people started first starting putting masks online, um, ah, <laughs> uh, well, the DFW stuff was people were kind of very hodgepodgey about putting their DFW stuff up either because they didn't yeah. have it already or it wasn't, um. It wasn't a concerted effort by like the DFW people. It was kind of like, right. hey, I was a vendor, and 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 that's fine. You know, I understand that it's a process. You know, to photograph and then list it all. Mm -hmm. um, and so at that time, I had wanted to pick two or three vendors to buy stuff from, and either people didn't have their stuff up or or whatever. And so anyway, um, I ended up going back when uh, a couple weeks later after people started putting masks up um rick of whimsy stitches has a, had a couple <laughs> masks that i ended up buying um and so i was I'm like well let me look at his yarn real quick because i had wanted to get something from him but his dfw stuff that he had around dfw i didn't didn't really excite me that much at that time mm -hmm. um but then this came up um 
this is sprinkled fairy dust, which is very similar to the neon lights. Yeah. Um, but it's got, it's it looks like the sections are a little bit more, um, there's more coverage, it looks like, of the colors than maybe yeah. the fiber seed. I mean, there's some speckles, but it's also kind of variegated. So it's that white, white base with the, um, the pink and the yellow and the, um, there's some green in there. So I got that and I had a couple masks from him. And then um, I got the Maryland Sheep and Wool Miss Babs color. Yeah. You got that really quickly. Well, I think I ordered it like right when they went live. Mm -hmm. So I was probably, they probably fill in the order that they're. um... Yeah, sometimes mail comes really fast and other times it's like, yeah, I'll get there when I get there. So right. this is called Pure Joy. I got it on the Yauza base, which is the um, like light worsted DK, um, mm. and this is a a purple on a cream color. So it'll make a nice like Yauza way shawl, or pick yeah. another purple to go with it and stripe it or something. And then Plucky had um. They're not actively doing like pre-orders, but they're kind of going through their inventory and cleaning stuff out. So they have what they call one hit wonders, which are like trial colors or colors that didn't go the way they wanted or short schemes. Um, And so they were having a major sale on one hit wonders for their luxury bases, which is basically like all their various cashmere stuff. (laughs) So I got a whole bunch of cashmere for like $200. (laughs) Oh, nice. that's downstairs. Um, yeah, I left that down in the office, but um, they were doing it by like jewel tones, neutrals, and brights. And I started so jewel tones, so I got a couple skeins that had pinks and greens, very much your colors of weight the pinks and the greens. And um, then the, the neutrals were all like cream colors, so. I think that's it. Oh, I got a I, I got a little um yarn cup thing from um Lone Star from Amanda. Yeah. The one yeah. that has the the um the toxic rainbow skull one or whatever. I got oh, that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So I did some shopping too. I did not do as much damage. Um I, I shopped smartly, I think. Um, I don't have everything here, but I, I got a mini skein set from Forbidden Fiber Company in the Wizard of Oz colorways. It was a 10 skein mini set. Those are all in the blanket already. Um, and then I got, oh, I had it a minute ago. Oh, yeah. I got one of the By the Bay John Company, her her bags. I got the dark, like, foresty green. I, huh, I don't know if you can see me. I can't see me moving. I, I see a message that says that <laughs> this is using a lot of memory. So oh. um, I don't know if we're breaking up at all. But I got a dark green one. I, it's my weekender is in here and I think it will all fit in there, but I kind of wish I'd gotten one size larger. I like um, the El Grande. It's a nice size for like 
shawls and stuff. Cause I don't like cramming my stuff in. Yeah. I think, um, I would like that for the, for a blanket for my yeah. other blanket. I think I might end up buying one for that because the one I've got it in, I'm running out of room for, cause I've got, I throw all of the scraps from like, I finished the scrap, the square for the, the mitered square blanket. And I throw the scrap into the other blanket bag yeah. and uh, there's a lot of fiber. I mean, a lot of, of yarn in there. Um, maybe if, see, um, so I, maybe if, um, Houston Fiber Fest doesn't happen that you still have a deal or something. Oh, maybe so. Yeah. Um, So I already mentioned I got the denim from Savvy Skeins, and then I also got Harvest Moon. Is that this one? Which is a, um, it's actually, it's a little bit darker than the denim with some, like, rusty color. That's about, that's pretty much it. Like, a tonal blue and a tonal rust. Uh, that actually would have gone really nicely also in the Albuquerque sunset, but um, kind of the rust in here was very similar to the rust in the Santa Fe sunset. So I thought the denim would just be more contrast. Uh, got from Chicken Coop Dye Works. I got, nope, that's not it. Um, haha. It is the Christmas Cedars colorway which is kind of a very, um, it's a very earthy Christmas colorway. It's got like a more of like a pine green and a uh, like maroony magenta, not magenta, but like a pinky maroon and yellows. Uh, it's really pretty. And she was really great. Um, it took a while to get this one. I had to, to check on it, but I you know, figured that she had a lot that she was shipping out. But when I got it, she said she, I had ordered this and they had, she only had one skein of it and she no longer, or, and it was a second or you like something. Uh-oh. Katie and I ran into some audio difficulties and I'm going to sit here and talk and hope that this is recording just me now. Um, I wanted to go ahead and finish what I was saying um, about my acquisitions, mainly because I want to give these makers love right now um so let me pick up i was talking about uh chicken coop dye works and how she didn't have the base available so she actually re-dyed this skein for me um the colorway on the base that she did have so that was really really awesome and it's really really pretty so i'm really um that was kudos to her that was great um I also purchased from Miss Babs a skein of Yalza like Katie did, but this one was the DFW colorway, which was Quinceanera, uh, which is a really bright pink, um, like tonal pink and white. I don't know. I don't have it with me anymore because I just decided to continue recording. But um, so a really bright pink Yalza skein. And then, uh, because I also wanted to support some makers for Maryland Sheep and Wool, I uh, bought a couple of things there from vendors there. I bought a braid of fiber from Wild Hair. It's a Silk Road blend. It's Merino Sari Silk and Bamboo Roving. It's a gray, kind of like a sweatshirt gray with flecks of um, some primary colors. Again, that'll it's going to spin up really neat, I think. I think it will end up making kind of like a, a tweedy 
yarn, which will be fun. And also from Maryland Sheep and Wool, I bought uh, from Midian Color some Super Rush Merino. I don't actually have it yet. It's supposed to, it probably won't be here until Monday. Um, but it's a really, really pretty red. And, it, um, and then last but not least, I bought from Amanda at Lone Star Arts a couple of skeins of Mockingbird Sock. One was in the Vintage Holiday and one was in the Blossom colorway. Uh, the Blossom looked a little browner on the computer, but it's kind of, it's like a almost brownish pink. Um, really, really pretty and Vintage Holiday. It's holiday colors, obviously. So that's really great. Um, I wanted to talk about events. As of right now, Houston Fiber Fest is still on at the end of June. Um, even if it is, I, I don't know for sure that I'll feel comfortable going, but possibly we will be there. And of course, if we are, we'll try to record again beforehand and let y'all know. Not going to talk about anything in the kitchen. Um, reading, this has been a great time for me for reading and listening to, to things. Um, I finished We Hunt the Flame by Hafsa Faisal. This is a YA novel uh, about, uh, it's kind of one of these like quest-like things. This, um, a girl who is a hunter for her village in uh, she disguises herself as a man so that she can hunt for her village. She takes on this quest to go find something that I can't remember right now. Uh, it was a really good book. It took me forever to read it, but only because um, I, I realized that I must have been just terribly sleep deprived because I wasn't, uh, I wasn't reading very much. When I would go to bed, I would read a page or two before falling asleep, and this was just taking forever. Uh, once I got, once I was home from work and was able to regulate my sleep schedule and catch up on some sleep, I have been reading like crazy. So I finished that um, as far as reading like print, although print on the page, but on a Kindle. I've also finished Dear Bob and Sue and Dear Bob and Sue Season 2 by Matt and Karen Smith, which is just a fun little diary style uh, book about this couple who went on a, uh, not a quest, that's not the right word, but they decided to visit all of the national parks in a year. And that was what the first one was. And then Dear Bob and Sue season two was an extension of that where they, um, they were visiting monuments. There's also a, a season three that is out and apparently a season four that is coming out. And there's also a podcast, which I have not listened to, but that was just a nice little escapist read um, I'm currently reading Clean Sweep by Alana Andrews. I just started that yesterday. And it's a lot of fun so far. Um, and then listening to, I finished listening to The Seven and a Half Deaths of Evelyn Hardcastle by Stuart Turton, which was really long, but really good. Uh, it was kind of a murder mystery, but a murder mystery meets, meets Groundhog Day. So the main character would wake up in a different character and have to he was supposed to solve the murder of Evelyn Hardcastle and um, I, I really enjoyed that although it was like I said it was it was very long um, and then I also finished listening to uh, The Vanishing Stair and The Hand on the Wall both by Maureen Johnson those were books two and three in the uh, Truly Devious series or trilogy um, I had listened to and talked about 
the first one in the series not too terribly long ago. And these were great, five stars on both of them. They were um, a little bit, um, what's the word I'm looking for? They're YA novels, but they've got some grit. And, um, but they're, I just, I really like them a lot. Highly recommend, especially if you want, if you like a murder mystery and you like uh, YA novels, you would really enjoy that. And I am currently listening to Furious Hours, Murder, Fraud, and the Last Trial of Harper Lee by Casey Sepp. I heard about this first from Barb on um, the Two Knit Lit Chicks. And I have really, really enjoyed this. Oh, gosh, I've got to finish it. I'm, I'm, ah, that's very frustrating. It's due today. Um, and I've got like an hour left. But... Uh, it is about a case in Alabama in the 1970s that's set like late 60s and 70s. Um, a minister had a habit of killing his wives and other people around him for insurance money, apparently. And so the first section was about his the murders. The second section was about the trial lawyers. So a lot of pol Alabama politics from the 70s. 60s, 70s, and then uh, the last part is is about Harper Lee, the author of To Kill a Mockingbird, because she wanted to write a novel or write a book about the case, and I haven't figured out exactly why she never did yet, but uh, there was a lot, the third section is very uh, biographical about Harper Lee. It was really, really good. Um, I would highly recommend that one too, and then as far as what we have been watching, we have been watching everything everything, everything. Um, lots and lots of episodes of Superstore and Community and Brooklyn Nine-Nine. We finished season four of Outlander and just started season five. More uh, uh, episodes of The Office and What We Do in the Shadows. And I've been watching kids, the kids baking championship on the Food Network and just, I, I don't, we've watched so much. I've been watching Mrs. America on Hulu um, just a whole bunch of stuff. And I've also been playing Animal Crossing, which I also have not done today. So another thing for me to look forward to when I get off this recording. Um, so yeah, um, hopefully this is recording and I haven't been talking into the void for the past 10 minutes and we'll be able to get this up for you. And hopefully Katie and I will be able to record in person, um, sometime in you know, the near future. I hope everyone is doing okay. Um, we miss y'all and uh, take care.